You can't contain him to be in the little space in the middle. He's telling you, I am among you. Hallelujah. I'm in every pew, every row, every aisle. Every rafter, every place. This building is not big enough to contain him in all his glory. That's why I quit going to these places. Huh? Can't be listening to things that are beneath my level of grace. Listen to this. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Peter will not leave this thing alone. <laughs> this thing you are preaching is. Uh, <laughs> she said, till seven times. I heard a Jewish rabbi preaching. He said that under Judaism, not in the scriptures, but all these other external rules and things that they came up with. I don't remember what they're called now, because in the Torah, you have the five, first five books of Moses. But they have thousands and thousands of all these other rules. He said that, they said that it's downright miraculous if somebody can forgive you three times. According to the rabbi. So when Peter said seven times, he was going way out there to make sure that the Lord will find some room within his scope. And then, he, he messes the whole thing up. <laughs> he said, till seven times, leading him on. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until? Seven times. <laughs> Wait a minute. Seventy times seven is 490. All right. First of all, if you can offend me that many times in one day, <laughs> hallelujah, I need to separate myself from you. Your demons are special. <laughs> because once you start counting up offenses to add them up to get to 490, you're not trying to forgive. You're trying to get to the end of the list where you can now start holding of forgiveness legitimately. <laughs> Isn't that what it means? Uh He said 490 because he knows you can't count it. For most of us, the limit is half of one. (laughs) I don't even want to say one and a half. No, it's half of one. (laughs) And then you you are riled up and start making noise. (laughs) So you can't count 490. All right. So if you look at it, you see that you might even go five years and you haven't reached 100. So, and they're saying daily, my God, what are you, a devil, to, to, to come up with 490 offenses? What he's telling you is just forgive. You can't, you can't, you can't count it. You can't make this happen. It won't work. 
Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. For as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had. And? Now watch. This is probably for a men's meeting, but I'll throw it out here. You notice what he said? When the man hasn't forgiven, then everybody's taken captive. In America, pride tells the woman, I'm independent. But in the scriptures, spiritually, so the man hasn't forgiven, then the wife is taken. Then the children are taken. Because the king is God. Amen. That you cannot pay what you owe. And he says that the king said, sell him and everything he has and for payment to be made. I keep telling you, these are some of the things I need to open you ladies' eyes on when we start having these meetings. Because these are the spiritual understandings you lack. That's why Satan has been winning. If you understand these things, then you back away from a lot of things you do and say. Because your pride can't get you out of the chains you're putting yourself in. Man didn't set it up. God set it up. Now watch. He said, but as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold. But watch. In America, the woman would say, well, well I've got my own credit. I'm not. That's his stuff. No. If you're his wife, you will be sold to pay his debt. So then how independent are you? You see? See what's going on here? You know, when, when, when the Lord gave his own marriage rules, the disciples said, well, if, that, if the man's case is like that, then it's not good to be married. Jesus said, well, not all men can receive that, that teaching. But I'm telling you, the women should be saying, well, if that... If that's the way it is, maybe I'm not ready to be married. But we got sex in our mind. We just need a license. We're not thinking of what it takes to be submitted to someone to serve a destiny. So now watch. 26. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him. You notice? That's the, that's the repentance that moves mountains. He said he fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will. This is the biggest problem. He had the right attitude, but he had the wrong request. Instead of asking for forgiveness, 
He asked for time. But the text says there was no way, even if all that he had was sold, he can make payment. Instead of asking God for forgiveness, he said, give me time. I'll pay the all. What are you going to do, break the bank? So, watch. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. I said it before, in my old uh, open Bible, because these new ones don't have those things, he said this was $44. And what he owed, if silver was 52800000 So he jacked up somebody for $44, trying to pay $52 million. Don't you see? He sent the debt you owe God you can't pay. So the smartest thing is to forgive people so he will let you off. So you can enter the kingdom and enter the supernatural flow. Brother Copeland said he had never had any financial problem that he did not trace to a relationship issue. Whenever God stopped providing supernaturally, he knows that somebody he hasn't forgiven. He will pray in tongues until God shows him the person to solve it. Grace is withheld. Grace is withheld when you have captives. Watch. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat. <laughs> saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, the same way he did, and besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will. Both of them are asking for time, more time. Watch. And he will not, but went and cast him into prison, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry. And came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Now watch. You notice the two people had the wrong request. Why did the servant, after being forgiven, throw somebody in jail? He was forgiven, but he never received it. He was still trying to collect money to pay the debt. Years ago, Pastor Wayne, in my old church, talked about debt collecting. So that we have all suffered things in our lives. And those areas that are not healed, anytime somebody touches that scab, you react so violently. Because you made a vow that nobody will do that to you again. But you haven't received what God gave you, the healing. Where the thing doesn't matter. So then, that's why you barricade yourself or you avoid people or you put yourself in this self-imposed prison, trying to protect yourself from further injury instead of receiving the healing. 
Because when you barricade yourself, you become useless in the hands of God. God needs you in the lives of people. That's why I made a decision that no matter what somebody does to me and leaves this church, nobody joining it will pay for what they have done. I can't let you wound me twice. You reject me, and then, then because of you, I reject those that God has sent to me. Okay? He said to explain it better. Watch. What demons do is to make others, other people look like those that hurt you. He said to say it again. What demons do is to make people remind you of the past. And immediately you are at war already, waiting on them to do that thing so you can pounce. Well, I know their type. No, these are familiar spirits, religious devils. Well, I will leave it there. I preached a solemn service. Nobody shouting. Nobody raising their hands. Nobody saying amen. <laughs> Some scratching. <laughs> I've agitated enough devils in this room. And they will all leave in Jesus' name. All right, so usually you will have an altar call and ask people to come down. You don't have to come down. Everybody is guilty. Stand up. So you can do your own repenting there. Hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Spirit will help us just pray in tongues for a minute. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Now, now watch. I ask you to pray in tongues. You say, when a man prays in tongues, he's praying out? I wasn't praying. I was just listening to you all pray. But the Holy Spirit said that before every major breakthrough, is always an offense. Now watch. If you count the number of offenses Jesus went through to get to the cross sin-free, then you will understand. It doesn't matter what he had done for 33 years. Had he not survived Judas, the kiss, the mockery, everything would have been lost. <laughs> you see? You may read these things, but they don't come clear to you. Whenever the enemy starts messing with you, it's because he sees something major. He cannot stop. And the only way he can stop you will be to offend you or wound you. And you take it. So you need to learn it. That whenever you see this going on, you, there's something I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the Holy Spirit just said to me, you remember when you were growing up, or maybe you're married, all of a sudden you come home and you smell something good from the kitchen. Your mama is cooking something, and you know it because you've eaten it before. 
Oh, mama, are you cooking this? And here she goes. Well, go do this first. <laughs> mommy, I don't want to. Give me first. Amen. <laughs> but you can sense that something good yes. is about to happen. But that's not the time you want to talk about what, you know, your homework or the grade you didn't get right or, or maybe you didn't wash the dishes or make up your room when you left. Uh -huh. But that's how you have to handle it to get to that thing in the kitchen. Amen. So you have to know that before every major breakthrough is an offense. Amen. If your table is prepared in front of enemies, you have to survive the enemies. Amen. Okay. Remember the woman that came to Jesus and said, Lord, my daughter is grievously tormented with a devil. He said, Jesus didn't say anything to her. Come on, which American would have passed that test? He said, the Lord did not answer him, her, anything. The woman kept talking to the Lord, and the Lord did not respond. The disciples came to the Lord and said, send her away, because she's troubling us. I've never understood that. Because she never addressed any of them. She was talking to the Lord. And after she's overcome being ignored, now she had to overcome the disciples, telling the Lord to send her away. She did not engage them. This is where most of us lose our breakthrough. We start engaging people and forget that we are reaching for a breakthrough. Watch. Then she runs to the Lord and said, Lord, help me. And then the Lord does the unthinkable. That's when the American will say, I wonder if this, this guy can take a punch. <laughs> the Lord says, I cannot take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Are you calling me a dog? Look at how many offenses. She said, yeah. But dogs eat the crumbs. Hey. Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. Don't tell me you have faith, but you can't take a punch. He said, great is your faith. You can have whatever you want. Wait. Let me tell you what happened there. Jesus was telling the woman, I'm yet to go to the cross for the door to open for the Gentiles. You're asking for a breakthrough before time. It hasn't been paid for. But what was not paid for at the cross was obtained. By humility. Hey, watch. 
The woman's humility put one leg in the old covenant and breached the chasm even before the new manifested and connected the power. Woo! So you can have it. You say her daughter was killed at that hour. So, woman, great is your faith. Yeah. This is why most people cannot reach their destiny. There are so many offenses on the path to it. You feel like you can't take it. If I open my files and tell you all I've endured to keep coming here and ministering to you, it will shock you. It will shock you. <laughs> you have to decide today that you are hungry enough Amen. for what God has for you. Amen. And no offense will deter you. Amen. Come on, lift your hands. Father, we look to heaven for grace to come down. We release everyone that has wounded us and hurt us and testify, Lord, let the balm of Gilead, the balm in Gilead, to pour into us a soul that is wounded and broken, that it might be healed. Thank you for it. We receive it by faith and we thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Believe you receive it by faith. Amen. I don't have to pray long. I say a simple prayer. He answers me always. Amen. So receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, it cannot be explained any better. It doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter what the breakthrough is. God in his wisdom has ordained things this way. There are so many stories in the Bible illustrating the same principle. That's what happened with blind Bartimaeus. The people told him to shut up. He was disturbing the meeting. He said he cried louder. Why have you lost your breakthrough? Why have you messed up your miracle? Because you got offended and started exchanging words with the people. And Jesus moved on. He said that, but Timaeus ignored the people and cried louder. And Jesus stopped. Uh -huh. You passed it. He said, now bring him to me. The same people that were telling him to shut up went to him and said, be of good cheer. The master called thee. And he did one thing that I pray that you will do today. He predicted and demonstrated his next level, his breakthrough, his miracle. He took off his beggar's clothes. He was ready for a brand new start. He was declaring this call from Jesus is the end of my blindness. 
I'm, I'm, I'm re-entering society with sight. I'm going to engage in industry. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to have my own place. Hey, everything is about to change. I'm taking this garment off. Oh, have you lost your breakthrough because you're caught up with your siblings and your mama and them and your stepdad them and all these people? Hear the word of the Lord today. Looking unto Jesus, focusing on him. That's who will give you your breakthrough. That's where your miracle will come from. In the message I talked about the Syrophoenician woman, or the woman that came to Jesus with her daughter saying, my daughter is possessed or tormented by the devil. I said, the woman distinguishes herself from every American I know. Who will admit in America that their daughter has a devil? Everybody will be justifying, trying to put a, a good spin on, on a terrible situation. Said, no, my daughter got a devil. This is not the Holy Spirit operating in her. And, and the Lord carried her through those graduations of humility. And the woman passed it all. What are you going through? What is happening with you? Who is doing what to you? Who is saying what about you? Don't pay them any mind. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus. You will get your breakthrough. Keep your eyes on him who has the power to turn it around. You will get your miracle. That's what I have done. What haven't they written about me? They've written on the internet. They've, hey, what haven't they called me? I just ignore them and keep receiving the blessing. Keep increasing and growing in grace. Growing. You should see the edifice we built in Kenya, Muslim stronghold. The testimonies. I'm about to go to Kenya. Or as, as you're watching this, I've already gone and come back, actually. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. It's a miracle what God is doing. Doors are flinging open in Nigeria. God is setting us up for stadium crusade in the nations, a demonstration of his glory and power. Miracles. He says he will show the nations that Jesus Christ is Lord. It won't be taught. It will be the glory. Proving it. Unmasking satanic powers. But if we paid attention to the naysayers, we would have folded up. So many people left me so painfully, thinking I was going to go down. I went up because I ignored them and kept going, focusing on the Lord. Are you going to learn it? Are you going to do it? Come on, let's go. And then connect with me. You are part of the 1,000 partners we're believing God for in 2024. Sign up today, call. We want to start receiving those testimonies. They're calling, you're making a commitment. Let God tell you what you need to do every month and you see resurrection come. Why do I say let God tell you? Because if you decide, nothing will happen. But if he tells you, you'll see a miracle. Then you know resurrection is powerful and this ground will produce miracles. In Jesus' name, amen. Bible studies tonight, come on out and get blessed. We love you. See you tomorrow.